0: Okay. You're like, oh my God, Carl's crazy too. Get back on the meds.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, good. Okay, ahead. you ready? I'm super not ready, yes.
1: <laughs> just can't get enough.
0: I just can't get enough. I just can't, I
1: just can't get... get
0: enough. Every time I think of you. Okay, anyway, go on. Uh, I'm Carl. <laughs> I'm an addict alcoholic and my sobriety day is August 22nd, 2014.
1: By the way, happy belated birthday.
0: Happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. We're going to do the Flintstone version so we don't have to pay any money for the happy birthday song.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. It's coming soon. (laughs) This is SoberPod.
2: SoberPod.com. 366 fucking days sober. Yeah, sober pod keep it authentic. No facades. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Awesome. Welcome.
1: Sober pod is a podcast dedicated to the idea that one addict or alcoholic helping another is crucial to building a life in recovery. Join us on this season as we read from our book "366 Fucking, fucking Days Day sober. sober." And as always, stay the active. Stay over. sober.
0: The 366 <laughs> fucking days sober. <laughs> um so uh oh oh I also so as a um as my personal gift to myself, right, which is for the nine years, right I was like I, you know I really um um you know I, I love doing this podcast I, I totally love fucking doing what we do um and then I was like, oh, as a personal gift to me, is which seems kind of strange, is I actually bought advertising on Spotify uh like I, I spent, uh, $250 to like promote the podcast and so I used that rapper thing and I just mm-hmm. I edited it into 30 seconds and then so I think it's people are going to be like what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> that's all I could think about so I don't even know if they're actually going to run it because it does you know has the F-bomb and I don't know if yeah. they like do all that stuff but if they don't run it with the F-bomb I'm not going to run the ad but either way I just thought it'd be a nice like gift to myself just to like have fun with because you know I mean if you if you can't buy advertising then then, then what is life worth, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Well, I mean I, I get it. Like I was always a little bit resentful because no one like got me anything for my sober mm. birthday, you know, like I all I wanted was like, you know, a fancy little chip or, you know, an acknowledgement even. Mm-hmm. But then I was just like, Fuck it, I'm gonna give myself a gift to remind me of you know, why you I should. continue to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, like, so whatever that is for you, like, again, it was like, um, you know, actually I was going to do like bespoke post. you know what that is? Like you get, you like, uh, you subscribe to like a, a service and they put stuff in a box. Right. Hmm. Um, and so for, I like all the little, I don't know what it is about me, but I you know I love like pocket knives and camping equipment, even though I don't really camp that much. <laughs> uh, but I just love the ideas of all that mm-hmm. shit. So I was like, so so I was gonna do that, and then I canceled that, and I was like, oh, you know, fuck that. And then uh, and then uh, then I just did the ad things. But yeah, you know, it's like um, yeah, if you don't get yourself something, it's like but you know, it's really weird. This is the first year that um, like people other than my sponsor knew like my sobriety date, which is really strange. So mm. I had a lot of people like saying, you know, happy birthday. And it was like, Aww. yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was was really quite strange. And then next Tuesday is a men's meeting where they do the birthday at the end of the uh, month. They do like mm-hmm. they just put all birthdays at the one meeting at the end of the month. So the next Tuesday is when I actually supposedly take a chip. I mean, which is like, you know, I already have a, somebody gave me one. And so yeah. then, so I'm just going to like, you know, you do the pretend but you but you then you got to stand up and you speak before the meeting and then you right yeah you you get your five minutes or whatever that is so um so i'm just gonna try not to cry that's my only deal right there
1: it's okay carl (laughs) other other (laughs) men need to know it's okay to cry
0: yeah not really though you know, because when you're when you're like 30 days and you see like a fucking dude with nine years crying, you're like, oh, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I,
0: I don't want to be that dude ever again. You know what I mean? Like uh, if that if that's the result after nine years, I want nothing to do with it. You know?
1: Yeah, but I mean, maybe someone would see like how meaningful it is to you, you know, and say, I want that. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose.
0: <laughs> I all I know is when I I. One of the first dudes that I saw cry, I must have had, like, uh, maybe, like, 70 days or so, maybe 80. He came in, and, uh, and he, like, kind of like a hippie kind of a dude, older dude. And, he, you know, he looked really healthy, and she looked like a surfer kind of a dude, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he just started talking, all of a sudden he starts bawling, and I am like, oh, I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Like, uh. it was, yeah, it was hard to, like. Sit there and listen to you know what I mean.
1: And then just, there was Carl, who brought out the feelings wheel. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly right.
0: Then Carl, <laughs> the fucking yeah, became his own hippie counselor. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, sorry. My my headphones just like separated from myself here. Um, okay. So, um, so what are we fucking doing, Sea Dog?
1: We're reading. <laughs> See dog. <laughs> See dog reading from our our lovely book written by the very Carl of Soberpod
0: the illustrious uh, um, <laughs> very sensitive <laughs> <laughs> so we're reading from 366 fucking days sober and oh I do want to remember remember remind but my, fucking, my mind is fucked up uh, so I do want to remind everybody go back and listen to 2022 in March where we had the episode New Beginnings and that's where we listened to the book Living Sober uh, from uh, uh, AA World Services uh, and again uh, somebody actually one of my sponsors just brought it up the other day like he was like yeah you know we do talk therapy and I'm like oh yeah that was in fucking Living Sober and he's like yeah uh-huh. I know you know I was like, like I was saying it to him like I'm the only one that knows that <laughs> and and so so if you are newly sober if you are just getting into this game and it's fucking like you know again you're just listening to this podcast um you know i think uh, even like today's reading is like a little bit more like um like i I think past like early sobriety i think i'm not sure but um but this is
1: expert level sobriety (laughs) (laughs) what I mean, it, there
0: is like certain levels of topics, right? So I would encourage you to go to uh, the New Beginnings episode in March of 2022 where we start reading from or listening to Living Silber and we talk about it, which is, again, you're going to get more out of like the other episodes if you're like getting more of a foundational, um, I guess, uh, uh, learnings in sobriety. How's that? Sure. I, I mean, do you concur, doctor? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I concur, but people are going to do whatever the fuck they want. So. That is true. That is true. So just keep
0: <laughs> listening or whatever you what it is you want to do. Okay, so then now we're going to, um, now we read from um, the book 366 uh, Fucking Days Sober. And today we're going to pretend, even though we're recording on Saturday, we're going to pretend that it's Sunday. And we're going to read from August 27th uh, from 366 Fucking Days Sober. So get your fucking books out, children, and read along. <laughs>
1: can you imagine saying that to a child get your, <laughs> get your fucking, fucking books
0: out. <laughs> i think actually that's how it was told to me that's why i'm repeating it the way, you
1: know? oh. i think that's how i was oh, talking no. well that's how i heard
0: it anyway i don't know yeah
1: <laughs> all right all right all right august 27th do you have enough when you look out over your domain your dwelling do you feel you have enough what do you really need to be content? How much more is there to acquire? Addicts and alcoholics can also get the disease of quote-unquote more and move from one thing to another looking for more. Millionaires and billionaires who have more than enough are still looking for more. Bernard Arnault is currently the richest man in the world as of this writing. He is worth over $220 billion. Ironically, the family owns Hennessy Whiskey. (laughs) Among many things, he makes three million seven hundred sixty-nine thousand thirty million.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: thirty million. We're just going to say that because I can't believe <laughs> yeah. that fast. Yeah, that's a lot of numbers, <laughs> man. A, of numbers. <laughs> a day, just over thirty million a day. Purdue University did some research and found that the ideal income point for the individual in North America is ninety-five thousand for for life evaluation and 60,000 to 75,000 for emotional well-being. Understanding, it takes 60 to 75,000 to be okay with your situation and 95,000 to feel satisfied with your life. Anything above that does not contribute to ha- happiness or overall well-being. Reflections. What do you really need to be content? Daily challenge put a few more dollars in the basket this week.
0: Yay! Oh, look, you've got a bookmark.
1: Um, Use it for a, a place. It's a holder. coupon from it's the cafeteria at work. <laughs> 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 but, hey, it works.
0: Um, so, um... So, I, I, I guess this goes into, again, you know, the disease of more, and I think we talk a lot about that, but, um, but you know, before I got sober, I, I used to... Uh, um, you know, I heard the stat of that back in back in my day. <laughs> uh, so they actually did the study. So that study comes from like 2018. Like, so they say, like, um, um, what was the first one? Like, life, um, um whatever, whatever that saying was. I don't have the book in front of me, but uh, um uh, basically, it's like uh, in it, it, like I think when I was first getting into like you know, my career and that kind of stuff. And I think at the time it was like, um, maybe it was like two thousands or something. And it was like, and they, and the stat was like 70,000, right? So it got raised to 95,000 in, in the course of like 18 years or something. So, um, but what they're saying here is, you know, uh, it is like any more money that you make beyond $95,000 a year from an annual salary. And again, in North America, we're not talking in like, you know, wherever, um, but, like, you don't get any more happy, right? So, uh, so again, if you're talking about Bernard Arnold or whatever, you know, um, I mean, isn't like if you, I, I guess, Chelsea, if you made $30 million a day, like, do you, what, can you even, like, fathom that at this point? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what kind of, like, and again, does it make you any happier? I wonder if Bernard is actually even happier. But either way, um, so from personal experience, I do understand. Like I really, you know, I feel very fortunate. I'm very, very lucky that I've had really good paying jobs, and I've you know stayed in my careers, uh, except for like the last couple of years back or a year back at this point. But um, but yeah, that I uh uh I have made enough money in order to feel uh safe, secure, comfortable. You know what I mean? Like there, I don't have like a lot of like, um. Uh, you know, upheaval. I don't have a, 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 again, I'm, we talked about our, what was it? The hierarchy of needs at some point. Right. Like, so, you know, I, I don't, I'm not down like on a, um, on that lower scale, like really, you know, worrying about where my food is coming from, where my, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at the same rate, I think when I was drinking, it was like, I always felt like I needed more. Like I just like, so uh, it didn't matter how much I made. I always wanted more than what I was making. It didn't matter what it was. You know, I wanted a better car, a better house, a better, you know, yeah. You know, definitely wanted a better wife, but, you know, it's a whole other topic. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <Okay>. Yikes. <laughs> Honey, get out of here. Honey, get away from me. Get away from me. Uh, so, um, but you, you know what I'm saying, right? It's like I really had that, like, thing. And then when I got sober, it was like, you know, a lot of things got really leveled. Um, you know, we talk about getting right-sized, right, you know, in recovery. And, like, one of the things, um, ironically, I was sitting out in my um, in my front door. Uh, it had probably been, like, maybe two years sober or so. And I was, like, I remember I was, like, I was vaping. And I was, like, looking at, like, my, my house and all the things in it. And, and I was, like, really, like, I was, like, what do I really need to be happy? Like, that was one of the, like... Like, I mean, and and in sobriety, it was really different. Like the, the understanding of what I truly needed, um, because it really does come from the inside, right? Like everything that I was like learning and adapting to and understanding was really coming from the inside. All these outside things no longer almost made sense to me. And then the other thing is I was like, oh yeah, I could literally, this could all go up in flames tomorrow, Right. And so is my happiness like dependent upon like this fucking house or the job I have or you know what I mean? Like all these other outside things that really, you know, the car I drive and blah, money I make and all this other shit. If my happiness is dependent upon those things, I will always be miserable. Like it will literally like at some point, like those things will fall, fade away, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if I'm really looking at myself from like an interior perspective and like, you know, in a a true sense of well-being and safety and security and, like, you know, again, being responsible for my actions and how I feel and what I think, you know, and my opinions and, like, all this other shit. Like, I remember sitting outside and I was like, oh, shit, like, this is all on loan. This is all given to me, not by me either, right? Because I didn't do shit to get it, to be honest. I was drinking most of the time. I was drunk most of the fucking time. Basically, it's like as far as I was concerned, it just landed in my lap, right? I just, I have access to it. It's literally all on loan. And when I came to that conclusion, I was, first, I was really grateful for it. And then second, I like detached from it. I was like, oh, I, I don't need it anymore. And that was the most freeing feeling like of like that I'd had, you know, it's kind of like that, like, like a second awakening for me, right? It was like, oh, I realized like all these things and stuff, they really don't matter. And that's when I became hippie counselor, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess, I'm curious, see dog, did you have any of the similar experiences like the, or similar interior feelings? Like what kind of process did you have to go through for, if you did? Um, and then like, you know, how did you view like, you, you know, like the, I guess the idea of materialism and, Like, you know, uh, know, before sobriety and and again, after sobriety? Uh,
1: I have kind of mixed emotions because as much as I like, when I come to that realization of like the shit, the things don't make me happy, um, you know, and I kind of get into that mode of like minimalism, uh, I'm quickly thrown back into like buying the things and, and, you know, chasing chasing uh you know like the next uh, purchase or you know the next uh trip or whatever so it's it's kind of a a seesaw if you will of where my mind goes but one thing that i was thinking when i read this was um my husband he was thrift shopping one day just for random shit for our house and he came across this uh It's like a little wooden box. It's just decor for your house. And it says on it, someone else is happy with less than what you have. And I was just like, holy shit. I love that. And so it hangs in our kitchen. I'm going to go kill that person. (laughs) It (laughs) hangs in our kitchen as a reminder, you know, because we have a beautiful house uh, with like an awesome view. Mm -hmm. We live in a safe neighborhood. And, um, you know, I just have to be humbled and reminded that, you know someone with less than what i have is happy mm-hmm. and early in sobriety you know rather than drinking i would like go out and go shopping and i just racked up the bills I Did
0: the same same yeah
1: you know like i i just like spent so much money but at the end of the day i was like why am i not happy you know why why do i feel sh- just as shitty if not more because now i'm in debt uh when i have all these nice things that you know spark some dopamine and and make me feel good it's because those things like dissipate you know that high of getting something new and shiny um it it's temporary it doesn't last you It, it doesn't um it doesn't stick with you as long as you hope it would and um then you're kind of back to being with yourself and so through therapy and and working through some of my like trauma and losing things in my childhood, a lot of like the buying and having things, you know, is deep, deeply rooted in, um, having things taken away from me. Mm, mm. And, um, you know, that, (laughs) that was an interesting, (laughs) it was an interesting realization to be, to be, you know, totally honest. But, um, I still struggle with it. You know, I think it's going to be a lifelong battle. But um, when I really look at it, I'm like, you know, why do I keep buying shit? This isn't making me happy. I have to look inside at what I'm trying to either escape or, you know, um, supplement in my life that I'm missing. Mm -hmm. Because I'm truly the happiest when I am just content with what I have. You know, like, Like, I go on a trip uh, to Maui and, you know, I wear flip-flops and shorts and a tank top. You know, it doesn't matter what fancy, like, shoes I have or fancy outfit or, you know, how much I'm flaunting. It's just like I'm happy because I'm just in flip-flops enjoying the scenery um I don't know if that's like a good analogy, but that's kind of what came to mind because I mean, it that's it has to just, be
0: Maui though, is what I was thinking. Like can it be like That's my happy know?
1: place. So <laughs> <laughs> That's my happy place. But I mean it could be it's just like, you know, getting back to kind of the basics and enjoying life rather than um trying to acquire things. Yeah, I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say.
0: No, I, I I 100% understand that and it's like uh um you know, it so you know i used to always think that um oh you know i was happier when i was living in a two thousand dollar trailer and you know and like you know again uh yeah i say that a lot but that's not true right yeah that's not true at all like you know um um what it was though is my life was simpler right you know i i had no responsibilities you know i had like you know um, very little going on it's like things were simple for a reason because like i couldn 't make them complicated because they were too like you know minimum You're like, wage i 'm complicated, so <laughs> yeah.
1: my surroundings need to be simple <laughs>
0: exactly uh, but uh yeah no i i, I and it 's just not true i you know i 'm happier today, I really am um there 's no doubt about that uh, i I think you know, one of the things that i I was even talking about like last night in at a c a meeting uh, which is uh um, you know, all I really wanted was to be safe and secure period. Like that's like, you know, from an, again, we talk about young age kind of stuff. That's really what I want. And so I think that for me, like a lot of that is, is, is grounded in that same like need. Right. So, uh, so I think for me, like to have all this stuff and to, to want, you know, a bigger house, a better house, a better car, et cetera, all these other types of things, you know, um, it, it means it equates to safety and security for me. That's, but it doesn't. Right. So that's the thing is like, cause I will always like continue to get more like, uh, I remember, uh, gosh, what was that? I was, I was joining like, uh, like I stock back in the day, like they're like a, a stock photography, uh, site. And, uh, back in the day, like you could upload your photos and then you could, like make make money doing that stuff and then and as part of a survey they had on there like one of the questions and i didn't know what the word covet meant right and they said they said what's one thing you covet and i was just like oh i had to go look up covet and understand what the fuck that meant and then um and so the thing that i coveted at the time was a uh, a classic car like i thought oh like i want a classic car like that would be like a thing to have and um and and just because it's like you know, it's like, you know, you cover it thy neighbor's whatever. And actually my neighbor did have a car that I very much wanted, which is kinda of weird. But um mm. but here's the thing is uh uh you know what it really came down to, and I think even um uh Steve, like who was on the podcast uh early on, uh was uh, he asked me like what what did that classic car represent? And I was like, like, what is associated with that classic car? Right. So, and then, for me, it was like um uh, it meant that you had uh uh extra money and you had extra time like so because you could like spend it like on this thing that absolutely is not needed absolutely is like an extravagant purchase, right, so you know above and beyond what the normal person would have it's one thing yeah, you have like a, car, a luxury. Yeah, it's another thing to have a classic car, meaning like you have this big fucking piece of equipment that you barely drive, but you work on all the time, and <laughs> it's like, and it's really not practical at all, right? You know what I mean? Um, it, and it really serves nothing other than to be represent a status to a certain degree, and so that's kind of like what it was for me. And so when I really looked at like, well, what is it that I really desire, right? You know, extra money and extra time, and really, at the old, at the end of the day, it's not really the extra money, is it? Right? You know, it's like it's re- what do I really value? It's like oh, the extra time, the time to spend it frivolously, like to like mm-hmm. do whatever I want to do. This is exactly the same thing that you talk about. I got my fucking flip flops on, and I'm just <laughs> walk around fucking wherever, doing whatever the fuck I want. Right? It is a it is a. Those are like the more freeing days, right, but again, we all have to have responsibility we can't have those moments without the other moments, right, so we can't you know we need to find our purpose and our in our meaning and our value and how we fit in with society and all that other good shit and um and then we can find ways to not only contribute but to participate, and then also to find freedoms, right We build upon again the hierarchy of needs to where we can then let, you know have. I guess better evaluation of our lives, right? <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. So, um, so with that said, Chelsea. Um, yes, Carl. Moving forward, as we talk about, like, in so you're going to be hitting like some nine years in February. Is that right? That's right. And then, so, so at nine years, will will um will you be crying? Uh, and and then I can, <laughs> and and are you doing anything to like? Move more towards like what we're talking about right now, like to to move more towards like running around in flip flops and you know and, you know by I the way like I also I am yeah I also hey. imagine some sort of like tied on Hawaiian skirt thing I don't know why <laughs> like if you like it's all flowy and shit I don't start know doing why.
1: the hula yeah <laughs> I think I am you know like I said it's it's a battle that I deal with Um, and I go back and forth but. Um, you know, I've made some, some, uh, changes in my life. Uh, the last two, two and a half years, I really sacrificed a lot because I knew it was going to get me to, you know, being where I had a career and, you know, I, I didn't need to constantly be, um, working so hard because then I could start, um, reaping the benefits of all that hard work. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but i had to like now that i'm here it's kind of like okay well i need to do this i need you know it's just like i i needed to give my myself permission to slow down um i i had applied to um, another program at a prestigious school and i got in and you know it was just like stressing me out so bad that i wasn't enjoying my life Mm. and to me I was like you know is this piece of paper this expensive piece of paper really worth it to me or can I be happy with where I'm at right now and reassess and so ultimately I withdrew from that program and I decided not to go through with it because it was not making me happy and I've said you know at the end of this am I going to be you know, in a different spot and feel better? Like, or am I just chasing something? And Mm -hmm. I came to the realization that I was just chasing after something, uh, that, that wasn't going to serve me. And then also like I had a side job that I was working and that also was causing me a lot of stress and uh, unhappiness. And so I said, you know, what? I need to just cut that out. I need to not do it because it's not serving me anymore. And, um, it's taking away from, the things i'm supposed to be enjoying and um so you know i'm having to, to cut things out of my life and um try and get back to just being content with my you know 12 hour job like 3 days a week and um you know i i notice when i start like cutting things out like that and actually um tending to like my own happiness within that, um, things kind of just fall into place and I'm not constantly chasing things anymore. When I allow myself to just be and say, this is enough for me, then, um, then I'm not like making dumb choices or stressing myself out. And, you know, so I, I do feel like I'm, I'm moving into that direction, but again, it's, it, it's a, a learning process and I think I'll be forever a student, but, um, you know, it's it's not about things like you were saying. It's it's about like the having time and freedom and um you know, meaningful connections with people are far more important than you know, um buying a classic mm-hmm. car.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean even though I still might buy a classic car. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't think that I will. Um but yeah, it's um absolutely like that and i think that's the um uh it was nice to get you know i think in the book i even reference it at some point like uh for uh listening to like david foster wallace right he he has that that talk about uh this is water and um and when he talks about in this talk it's like a 20 minute talk and it's a commencement speech so if you want to look it up uh by all means go ahead but um, but one of the things he talks about is like, you know, if you are if if you get your value or your worth from like, you know, your looks, if you get your, uh you know, your value or your worth from your intelligence, again, your home, your, you know, all these other things, uh, you, uh, more than likely like those things will like, if it's your looks, you know, your beauty will fade. If it's your intelligence, you know, uh, it'll be proven that other people are smarter than you. If it's like, you know what I mean? Like there's always something along those lines. If it's money, of course, you know, it can be taken from you in the, in the, in the click of, a of, a in the, in the click of your Bitcoin. <laughs> so, you know, so I think that's the thing is like, um, you know, uh and then he makes the argument. It's like the only argument, really, around like believing in, you know, Jesus or Yahweh or you know, some you know mystical spiritual goddess or whatever, is um, is that those things more than likely will never fail you, right? And that's the, re- the the reliance upon those things is something that it's like. And again, that's it comes from the inside, right? Like, there's like that's the stuff. It's like uh, you know, in the big book, it talks about it. it's like you know the. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it's uh, it's inside every single one of us. It's deep down, with inside It is a fundamental idea of God, and that like you know, and that we can have that um, that stance, or we can t- have that perspective. And I think, and again, I'm not pushing like some weird Christian bullshit. I'm not trying to put you in the trick bag. If you're listening, and you're like, ah, fuck, I listened this long, and now <laughs> the fucking the God talk comes in. What I'm saying is, like, there's a real there's a real happiness and a real a spiritualness that I'm like, dude, I fucking come in and out of all goddamn day long. Right. You know, and, uh, and it's hard and it's not easy to like take a step back and go, yes. Oh, you know, I'm provided for, I'm cared for. And this is like, you know, and I have everything on this planet has been put here for me to, to uh, uh, that I need. Right. And just, and everybody else too. And there's just, and it seems like there's, sometimes it seems like there's never enough, but then it, it when you really look at the other end of it, there is more than enough right Mm -hmm. except you know we humans kind of tend to you know have all these other things get in the way of all that um maybe i'm just too i don't know hopeful (laughs) 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 but but either way Um, so that's the other idea around that stuff is to like to to like have a, a enough examination again and you need to make a certain amount of money. You need to to be somewhat happy. Again, like we talk about, sixty five thousand dollars in order to start evaluating your life. But anything above ninety five thousand dollars in North America, um, it, it really doesn't add to like your overall well being or happiness. So you really have to ask yourself, like, what am I working so fucking hard for? And I'm not saying to be a defeatist or anything. I'm not saying to right. be like, oh, like fucking lay down and you know, da, 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 da. you know. Coming from a guy who spent six months writing a fucking book. I am not, you know, again, I didn't do it for the money, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that, too. It's like there was there was something in me that needed to come out, and it did, and it, and it just happened to fall into, you know, a, um, a book, and that's the idea. So, and, like, today, like, I run around, like, I was doing watercolor again. I was like, oh, I love fucking doing watercolors, and I was sending you those pictures of mm-hmm. my watercolor, and that's the stuff that it's like, that's beautiful shit, right? Because that's all like coming from the inside, and I'm like, and it's meditative, and it's, um, uh, it's a break from all the other bullshit that I do, because I'm really more digitally oriented, and so that's a real physical thing. And there's only one; you can't just copy and paste it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? like that's. It. And if you fuck it up, you put too much water on it, it's over. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like ah, oh, shit, you know. So, um, so good stuff, right? And you have to be like. Um, you know, again, you learn so much more doing these other things that are just like not related to like all the other bullshit. So yeah, I, I'd say uh, uh, if you're new to this game, if you're um, if you're uh, uh, in um, in that thought process and you're trying to kind of reevaluate life, maybe you've created some space because of sobriety in order to evaluate your life. Again, you know, you know look inside, you know, see what really matters, what's really important. Uh, try to evaluate those. Oh yeah, write that shit down. Fuck. You know i never got more value out of this than writing it down you know yeah so chelsea what do you what do you tell the 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 kind kleptomaniacs out there what do you what do you (laughs) tell them uh
1: well first i would just say like you know maybe it'd be interesting for if i had taken the time to write down in early sobriety what like um what like wealth meant to me, and like what would make me happy, hmm. um, versus like today, what what makes me happy, and I think it would be a very very different perspective because when i first got sober i thought having the things having you know uh getting married like you yeah. know have having this you know white picket fence happy household American and dream checkbox, with the yeah. things yeah, yeah, yeah that's what would equal happiness to me and now that is like absolutely not what i think happiness is anymore um you know it has to do with the connections the the meaningful relationships uh, making a difference you know doing things that i enjoy that aren't necessarily tied to money or or things so uh, i guess i would just encourage you all to kind of get a little introspective and uh think about what really would make you happy uh is it money i highly doubt it i don't think money makes people happy long term mm-hmm. so that's what i have to say what about you carl
0: well one i say um uh did i tell you that we had a sponsor a new sponsor oh, so i, I ran he... into this gentleman and in uh and he he's trying to he's trying i don't know he's just trying to have fun and do stuff and you know blah blah, blah. so i'm going to create a commercial and it's going to appear right uh here right now if you're watching this video it's just going to be like a logo <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to do anything more than that but if uh, if so if you have if you're watching this video on the um on the website which again if you go to soapod.com and you go to the um to the to the members only section and you pay like a two dollars a month or something you can watch this video which is great because it's us you know it's being a dirty t-shirt spilling tea on myself which i totally fucking love and then um so you'll see a logo and then you'll hear the, the the sponsor and it is for the burnt out collective and uh and it's going to happen right here. In the realm of the burntoutcollective.com, a powerful message is woven into every fabric, navigating the complexities of life. The burntoutcollective.com beckons, inviting all to embark on a voyage of reclamation. Defying odds, reshaping destinies, all within an unmistakable style, because within the Burnt Out Collective, the garments aren't just worn, they're symbols of strength. Join this Odyssey today at the And we're back. <laughs> so <laughs> great commercial though, right? Right, Chelsea? Yeah. Loved yeah, it. Yeah, she's never heard this before, so this is <laughs> all gonna happen to anything. But either way, um, so what, what did I want to tell the, the kind of people, you know, just, I don't know, fucking keep trying, keep coming back. If you're not fucking getting this thing, then just keep trying, right? Like, you know, wake up and do it all again tomorrow. And some of this stuff will sink in and some of it fucking won't. Um, and, uh, and it all happens at its own time frame. Because I know I throw out there like all the time, like, oh, you know, six months or two years or whatever, like, oh, at this stage or five years or nine years. Like, again, like, it could be fucking, you know, I, all I know is like, we all come into this to this game at different degrees and with different understandings and different life experiences and you know uh you know maybe like you, know, you had a great fucking childhood and you had fucking plenty of time to like kind of digest the world and you're a fucking a well-balanced person but you started drinking at 21 and you realize you're an alcoholic at 22 and great you're fucking wonderful like you know you're like you you know you're you're you well-balanced and you're fucking moving on without alcohol good for you right um and and maybe you get all this shit in the like the fourth day of sobriety right? It, for me, it took me a while. <laughs> so, you know, so I don't know. So, uh, so just again, it's not about time frames. It's just it really is about uh, taking the time to get the understanding and the concept. So please give yourself a fucking break. You know, it's not going to happen all again tomorrow. By the way, um, I had a really hard time the other day grieving my sponsor, like, and I for whatever in my, my my sponsor had passed, and then so my new sponsor. In the conversation, I had said something about it being nine months, right? About like, hey, like you know, I, I, it's nine months. I should be over it already, right? Kind of a thing, right? And then, uh, and he reminded me, it's like it's not about, like, where does this magical fucking nine month number come up? Like what? Yeah. Like, w- like what makes it fucking, you know, okay at nine months and not okay at fucking eight months? Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just you know, it's just stupid shit like that. So so i still do that to this day of like oh, yeah, i'll put time frames on i'm sure you and i get like 10 years we'll be like I'm fucking 10 years i shouldn't be beating up my neighbor anymore you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i mean, I mean sure. you
1: shouldn't be beating up your neighbor period but well
0: i mean i got a story for that too but uh <laughs> <laughs> so either way
1: um so i guess uh
0: i guess chelsea what do we what do we what do we do to end this fucking show again how do we fucking get this over with
1: i um, say deuces and I say, stay
0: active, stay sober, see
1: Pretty ya. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Soberpod.com 366 fucking days sober. Yeah. It was a sight to see them yeah. Breakfast was Sprite and Seagulls Wrestling with my vices Exercising my demons My blessings were blocked So I never got the message I'm stressing I'm only 12 steps from an exit Regret it Because my imperfections were perfected I ain't run from it I accept it And rep it It's a badge to me Good stories come from a tragedy And when you survive The glory will come act three. 3 The wait's over 366 fucking days sober Read it. Morning affirmations That can start the day for you Use my favorite book Smart for a placeholder, finish when the day's over, okay? Okay? okay. 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 Yeah, sober pie, keep it authentic, no facades. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Welcome.